Is this thing on? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. All right. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to your source for solace. I am Sawyer Talegdi. And I'm Amanda Shimoon. I am the owner of the Shred Shop Wellness Complex here in Windsor. And Amanda is my trusty sidekick. <laughs> Together, we are going to help ladies everywhere find their confidence, courage, understand all the different types of attractiveness and how to harness your own. Uh, we will teach you and help bring out your most assertive self. We'll help you understand your own value uh, and truly, truly start to feel some serious self-worth and absolutely help you find solace, which is just a fancy word for inner peace. So if you're down to ride that train, buckle up and let's go. Hello, everybody. Happy hello. Friday. Hello, hello, hello. Who's that voice? It's me, Sandra. Who's the ghost in the room? <laughs> Welcome, you guys. Today, we are bringing on one of our coaches, Sandra Indelicato. If you are a Shred Shop member, you know her and fear her. If you are not a Shred Shop member, well, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> I like that. That's right. So Sandra has been a coach with us for just going on over two years. Um, she's been a personal friend for longer than that. Uh, Sandra and I used to work together at a big box gym, so we've definitely got some history there. Actually, Amanda, Sandra, and I yes. all used to work together yep. um, way back in the day. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. So... We have brought, so as you know, today is our second Friday talking our taboo talks. We decided to dedicate a full month to talking about things that we think women are not talking about enough. Um, last week we talked about Amanda's first hemorrhoid and mine as well. Ow. Yeah. Glorious hemorrhoid. <laughs> Aren't you sad you missed that Just conversation? Just the band-aid off with Ow. the hemorrhoid talking yeah. about my butthole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, this week I wanted to bring Sandra on because I hear a lot of questions and I do a lot of consoling with members, especially not just postpartum mothers, but just mothers in general. Uh, women who have had babies, whether it was last month, last year, five years ago, 10 years ago, and the expectation they have for their bodies after giving birth sometimes is not reality to the hand and the card that we've been dealt after giving birth. That's right. Right, and as much knowledge as I have in my back pocket, as much research as I can do, I still have never birthed a child. And although I help people through the aftermath on a regular basis, I've never felt it, Amanda's never experienced it. We don't know the ins and the outs, mentally, emotionally, hormonally, physically. So I needed to bring in the big guns here. Woo! The big guns. That's, That's it. right. That's it. So <laughs> let's get a little background because, again, a lot of our members don't know where you've come from in terms of family life and the struggles that you've had with reproduction right. um, and what you've put your body through. Mm -hmm. And then the beautiful part is we can also then finish the talk today with how you've evolved your body into what it is now. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, the first thing I'm going to ask you is how old you are so that we can kind of, let's set the stage here. Let's paint the picture. Well, how old do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> Not a day over 25, folks. Not a day over 25. <laughs> I'm 43. There's a right answer and a wrong answer <laughs> for everything. 43, baby. 43. Okay. 43 and fabulous. That's right. Oh, thank you. And you had Mateo, your first son. How old were you? I was 29. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little bit about where you were health-wise prior to trying to conceive and then what, you know, what what transpired and how how your whole conceiving process was. Health-wise. Were you overweight? Were you underweight? Were you... Um, I probably was underweight, mm-hmm. and I probably knew that, but didn't care. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, was I fit at the time? I, you know what? I don't remember. Let me think here. Was I fit? Uh, no, not really. I didn't even. I wasn't even a, a member at the gym at the time. So, I was. You know what? I, I had gained um, a lot of weight back when I was 18, you know, the metabolism stops working and um, you just put on weight, you know, you eat the crappy foods and that was, that's what happened. And then I was about 23 when I decided, let me, let's lose some weight on my own, did Weight Watchers, um, just pretty much worked out on my own. And then uh, 29, got pregnant and uh, that's it really. So I was just normal, nothing, nothing crazy fit like today, guys. No, nothing like that. Okay, now you just say like, oh, and then 29, I got pregnant. Okay, so I feel like it wasn't that. I just got pregnant. It wasn't that I easy. I was the virgin Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. Immaculate conception. <laughs> like she went to bed, she it's woke not, up, there was a baby. <laughs> it's not Jane the virgin, it's Sandra the virgin. That's right. That's exactly right. Okay, so we know that conception wasn't that easy for you. Right. So let's talk about, because you know what? I have clients that have questions about in vitro. I have clients okay. um, that have questions about fertility. I have clients that aren't sure if it's the right decision. They don't know the aftermath. They don't really know if it works. Yes. You're the only person in my life that can speak to that experience. So give us like, run us through what happens, how it goes down. So yes, we did struggle conceiving um, and we decided, well, the last, uh, what can I say? We did other things prior to in vitro. That was the last route to take. Uh, it was mentally, emotionally, and physically very difficult, um, but more um, the mental and emotional part, uh, I, I struggled with like tremendously. Um, just always, you know, that feeling of failure, right? And um, right. did the reason why you couldn't conceive, did that cause strain in your marriage at all? Or were you just uh, both very understanding of no, the situation? No, we were understanding. Okay. Um, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you're supposed to marry for better or for worse, right? So, you know, we both, uh, we dealt with it. We, you know, we knew that was our last option and we went that route. It was, um, again, uh, it was, it was harder for me, I would say, because, um, I had to, I had to go through all the injections and, Again, the mental, emotional, for my husband, probably more the mental and emotional part, right? And, you know, as a a guy, you don't want to, for him, it's probably the failure was even worse, like that feeling, right? 
mm-hmm. a failure of for course. a man. Of right? course, you yeah. know, for uh, anyone, right? For anyone, but you know, um, yeah. And so when we went that route, uh, it did take the first time. So I kind of, for for me, my son Mateo was like a miracle baby because it, it worked the first time and got pregnant at 29. It's like all your prayers were answered. After all that exactly. hard work that you put your body through, your mind through, your relationship yes. through, it, you yes. finally got the answer that you All the injections for. and all the waiting, the waiting game was the worst part, the waiting game um, to, to wait if you're pregnant or not. You know, like here it comes, another failure. And, and it's very, also very costly. It was yeah. very costly, but I... We never looked at it that way, my husband and I. That was just not the issue. It, we wanted it and, you know. Yeah, of course. Money wasn't going to stand in the way of what you guys truly Absolutely wanted. Absolutely not. A, there isn't a price tag on children. No, no. Yeah. I mean, well, well, like, well not well, that I mean. Listen, <laughs> not in the way that we're just talking about now. <laughs> How do I, I mean? want to get real dark for a minute? <laughs> right, there right, might be. Right. And now, but. you know, 14 years later... I'm like, holy shit, you're a pain in the ass right now. Like, <laughs> what I went through to have you, you're a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like every mother feels like that. Right, right. Okay, so now was the actual pregnancy with Mateo, you know, what changed in your body? Uh, well, the first trimester, I gained 20 pounds. There we go. 20 pounds. My OB said to me, uh, what is happening right now? <laughs> Uh, what is I, happening? I said to him, well, it's, I retain a lot of water. <laughs> He's like, bullshit. You need to stop eating. So, yeah, my uh, eating habits were not that great. Now, prior to pregnancy, I did watch. Okay, I did watch what I ate. Um, but when it came to me being pregnant, I mean, again, I struggled so much. So I was in my glory. I mean, all the carbs was just <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. If you guys only saw oh, yeah, the light in her, her eyes face right when now. She just said that. <laughs> so I enjoyed my nine months of pregnancy. I really did. Okay. I, I did. Um, I wasn't, you know, I was cautious. You know, I didn't have the coffee or the tuna that you're not supposed to. Um, but uh, I did enjoy it. And yes, I gained a lot of weight. I mean, at the end, I had gained 60 pounds. No way. 60 pounds, yes. But this is very important for people, I feel, right? Like, this is something to share because I know, because I have pregnant clients that I sit with, right, for weigh-ins, you know, and they're obese, and then personally, there's so much pressure on themselves. Now, mind you, yes, is it harder to lose the weight the more you gain during a pregnancy? Absolutely. Yes. And we'll speak to that in a minute. Yes. But, you know... This, this new expectation of, like, only gaining weight in your belly and only gaining a little bit of weight. Like, I feel in the fitness industry, there is this incredible amount of pressure for pregnant women to stay very fit. And I, I endorse that. I endorse working out and I endorse um, staying physically active for your heart health, for, like, all the reasons why we need to stay active during pregnancy. I endorse and I support. Absolutely. But I also see this very slippery slope of if they gained a pound during a week of their pregnancy, they feel very guilty about it. And, and yeah. your body still needs to do what it needs to do. You just Absolutely. need to make sure it's healthy while it's, it does it. It's that range. It's that pregnancy range for weight gain per trimester that yes. everyone freaks the fuck out about. And yeah. I'm like... But you're also carrying a human, and your body needs to support another human being other than yourself, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, the normal weight, the average weight is 20, 30 pounds, not 60 pounds, by the way. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, I, you know what? 
yes, there is that pressure. Now, while I was pregnant, I didn't feel that pressure. No. And I also have to add that I did not work out during my whole nine months of pregnancy mm -hmm. because I was afraid. Miracle baby. Yes, yeah. that is why. Let's not mess this up. <laughs> Me now, going back, knowing what you know now about staying active, active during your pregnancy, would you have done things differently? Yes. Oh, 110%. <laughs> I would have worked out. Not crazy working out, but just amazing, yeah. right? Because you need that kind of movement. Right? You need to stay strong. And I admire when I see a pregnant woman coming into the shop, um, I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, for them just to continue to working out and just, like, again, just moving. Um, you know, you're not there to, like, hit a goal to lose weight or to keep, you know, keep fit or whatever you're thinking. It's not about that. So I really admire that. And, yes, absolutely, I would have done things differently. Okay. I feel like pregnant women kind of don't truly understand what it means to work out when you're pregnant. Like we're talking about, you're not working out to lose weight. That's right. You're right. exercising to strengthen th the thoracic spine, your pelvic floor, floor back, your pelvic floor, yes. you know? Yes. Yes. All these things to make your labor easier yeah. and, and postpartum easier. Yes. Yeah. And look at even the weight gain, right? Like if you're gaining 20 to 30 pounds, but you have not increased an ounce of muscle tissue to support. Think of your legs. Think yes. of your knees. That's think of your right. ankles. That's right. Think of the like your like you said your, your back, joints. your shoulders. Right. If you have not increased any amount of muscle tissue to withstand, and that's a quick amount of time. It's not like when we see people gain sixty pounds. It's like over a couple years. Yes. When you're pregnant, it's in a matter <laughs> of months. months. It's less than nine years. months. It's not I even. Know, but you that is also gain, water. Yes. Keep that in mind. True. But it's still weight. It's still extra weight your body Absolutely. has to carry around. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I looked and felt like an elephant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But I didn't care. I didn't care. No, you know, absolutely. I, I that didn't. wasn't your focus. Nope. Your focus nope. was create a strong, healthy baby. Yeah. Exactly. And I understand that. Now, Mateo's born. Yes. What happens in between the time of him to Elisa, your daughter, being born? Uh, this is this is when I finally decided. Okay, I need to join a gym. Okay, I need to feel stronger. Yes, mentally and physically. Yes. Uh, so I joined Good Life. I had a personal trainer, and I I loved it. Why did you go the personal training route? Because that was my first time in a gym facility, believe it or not, mm -hmm. guys. I haven't been working out in a gym since I was 10, mm -hmm. if that's what you thought. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So you, you, Which so is I, what most of our members say when they walk in here. Yeah, I had no I idea. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's yeah. the point that taught. I was getting at when yep. I was asking you that question. Yeah. Because everyone needs to understand there is a starting point for every single human body walking into a gym. And it's okay to start wherever you are, whether yeah. you're 16 years old or whether you're 50 years old, at least you're starting. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now, what was the um, what was the process for Elisa? Did we did we end up doing in vitro again? What? Yes. Okay. So what happened with uh, was so during that time, I had Mateo went to the gym, joined the gym, and uh, everything was great. I got fit. Decided, hey, let's. Uh, I decided to have Elisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband could have waited. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, yes, we went through the process again. And um, and then I had her uh, four years later. Four years later. Okay. Did yes. she take the first try as well? Y yes. Okay. 
Yes, she did. Miracle baby yes, number two. Another miracle yeah, baby. Right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, mentally, I was different, right? Because I knew how the first time worked. So the second time, I was more positive, positive, and I just I was sure that it was going to work. So and it did. I was fortunate that it worked. You were also aware of what your body was about to go through, physically, mentally, emotionally. Absolutely. So you were a lot more prepared <laughs> this time around. So going back to um, when I said what I have done things differently, <laughs> the second pregnancy, I did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> No, but if I were have if I went the third time, if I would have got pregnant the third time, then definitely I would have. But that's not happening. So no, I didn't. I again, I you know what? Everything I had gained, I lost. Yeah. And I knew that. And I gained another sixty pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Um, but the second time around was harder to get my body back. Yeah. Okay, that it was a little bit more hard work. They say breastfeeding, you lose the weight. Yeah, you lose some of it, but not all of it. You actually have to work hard for it. Yeah. Were both babies natural birth or C-sections? Natural. Okay. Both natural. Yes. With epidural. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't a hero. Yeah. Couldn't no. do that. Couldn't no. handle that. No. Hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Okay. So post-pregnancy. So now let's fast forward to... Um, you know, five, six months after Elisa's born. Right. What has changed in your body? What are some things that you notice are not the same as they were before? Minus just the weight, okay? Like, yes, there's 60 pounds on your body that needs to go, but... Yeah, which, you know, a lot of it I lost because, uh, you know, the water, again, the water gain or the water retention and, um, you know, the baby weight, all of that. So I lost yeah. a lot of it. Uh, the physical, yeah. the physical, well, what we always complain about, our, uh, our stomach, our bellies, mm -hmm. that was the worst. I couldn't stand that part of my body. Okay. The love handles. Mm -hmm. I hated that. Mm -hmm. I really did. But um, I know that you can succeed. You can lose your weight or whatever you, whatever your goal is but you need patience and consistency. Yeah. And I started very slow. I I actually after I had her, I knew, you know what, I knew what to do because I knew what to do at a gym now. So after I had her, after maybe 3 months, 3 months, I went to the gym, I went on the elliptical for 20 minutes. That's all. Next day, I went for 30 and so on. And that's how my journey, you know, yep. started. And um, and then I started to participate in classes and everything else. So, yeah, it was slow, like you always say, yep. uh, Sawyer. It's yep. not a sprint. It's right. a marathon. Right. Yeah. Right. And you have to give yourself the time. Plenty. Right? Because, Patience. Yeah. And, again, like you said, like tummy and just like overall strength, like these – we have we have postpartum women come back into the facility and they are just so not prepared for the fact that they are walking in at a different level than they walked oh, yeah. out. Completely. Right? Like we, it is humbling to come back and be like, "Whoa, okay, okay. My body is not going to exactly do everything it did 
even during their pregnancy, when they felt stronger and they had more support. Yes. Um, once that baby comes out, once your body has gone through that, it takes a while to bounce back. It does. Um, a good year, I would okay. say. Okay, that's a great. That's a great piece of information. A good year. Okay. A good year with consistency, patience. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny you say that because even I know I know I'm. I haven't had children, but when I was in the hospital, mm -hmm. no one could really give me a time. No one was like, I kept saying, like, what's my recovery? What's my recovery? Like, how long? How long? Exactly. The only answer I really got in the hospital was, you know, six to eight weeks of no lifting anything heavier than 10 pounds. Yes. And then the rest will come back. But I do remember my doctor saying, because your version of a healthy body is so much more elevated than the average person, it's going to feel like it's taking you that much longer. Right. Because the average person would be happy, like, just getting up and going for a walk around the exactly. neighborhood, right? Whereas exactly. me, I need to be strong enough to do an hour of cardio, to do weights, to be on my feet all day, to Absolutely. do this, to do that. Yes. Um, and he wasn't – and I, I, I heard, but I didn't understand. And it is generally – or genuinely, like, a year to the day. It wasn't until yeah. we're doing this ab challenge now – and it's past a year even because all this happened to me February, March into April. By May 1st, last year, May 1st, 2020, I was kind of out of the woods and starting to recover. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the beginning of May 2021. And just now I can do like a flutter kick without having to support my low back. Yep. Right now I can pick up a kettlebell to move it from one spot to another and not have an ache in my low back. So like a year... Yeah. And I would not, if someone had said that to me in the hospital, I would have said, shut the fuck up, Same. you imbecile. Like, you absolute <laughs> imbecile. You do not know yeah, what you're talking it's true, about. It's true, but it makes so sense. I like to hear that that's a normal amount but of time. But you also did it safely. Like, yeah. Right? Slow and steady. Slow and steady. You didn't rush it, you know. It's a long process. Yeah, it is. But it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can be done. Now, go going into... So we see like physical took an took a, a year for you to really feel like you got your body back. What about like any mental changes, any emotional changes? <laughs> I know, I know. You could probably write a book mental, about it. Mental, absolutely. They took my like. Um, how can you say? How do I say it? I felt like I was so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! With Mateo, my first baby. Yeah, I I just. Yeah, I just felt like what happened to my brain? Like it <laughs> took my I'm I'm telling you. And that took me with Mateo, I'd say a year yeah. for sure. Maybe because it's my first. With Elisa, um I didn't have time for that because now I had two kids. Yeah. So I kind of it was a little better mentally, but um, emotionally, I mean, I didn't have um postpartum depression or anything like that. So I was fortunate. Uh, yep. So with Mateo, maybe the first couple of months, you know, just the changes of a new a newborn and what do I do with this baby right now and am I doing everything right? And, you know, you feel like you're failing sometimes. Uh, so that was harder with the first. With the second, I bounced back quicker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. yeah. It's like you didn't have time and I guess... Alisa didn't take too much of my brain away. That's good. <laughs> like you said, you didn't have time to lose yeah, your brain. Yeah, but Mateo, I'm telling you, it was just, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I have two questions for you. You're going to probably have to think about for a second. Okay. The first, it's imparting wisdom. So the first one, 
to anyone who's listening that has a bun in the oven, mm-hmm. to anyone who is either thinking about it, trying to, or actively pregnant, what is the biggest piece of advice? What is the biggest tip? Of being pregnant? Of, or of, enjo- uh, of just what's being pregnant. Yeah, what's something that you wish someone had told you. on you? Yeah. Enjoy your pregnancy. Eat whatever the hell you want. <laughs> really? Yes. Enjoy it. I mean, be healthy, you know, but enjoy it. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? If you're worried about the, if you are worried about the physical part, just worry about that after. And that's what I did. I enjoyed my pregnancy. I have, I don't regret that I had gained all that weight. I, I don't. That's amazing. I really don't. I, I really enjoyed it. I embraced it. Now, let me it. ask you this. Do you think you would feel differently if you had gained all that weight and you weren't successful losing it all? Well, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> because there's that's two probably sides. why I feel that way. That's Absolutely. Right. right? Yes. You're also of, mo- yes. of the, you also are very strong minded and you are someone who you don't settle, right? So I do know that there are some women that will gain a ton of weight during their pregnancy and then feel defeated and unable to lose it and then spend the next five to eight years of their life overweight because they weren't, do you know what I'm saying? That's very true. Which again is fine, but I feel like the reason why, just to play devil's advocate here, Mm -hmm. the reason why Sandra's able to give that advice is because she then lost all the weight. Yes, but it wasn't easy. Right. It was not easy. It wasn't. And I had great, I'd say, mentors that helped me through my journey of, you know, the uh, weight loss. Yeah. You know, it wasn't simple. Like, I wasn't able to hold a plank or, you know, lift heavy. It wasn't like that. It's going back to patience. If you had the patience to carry a human being for 10 months, you need to be patient with losing the weight that that human being brought onto you. Yes, right? and that's all it is, patience, and you have to be ready, right? I mean, we have the baby, we get busy, and 10 years down the road, you're still blaming because you had your kid 10 years ago, which is bullshit, Yeah. okay? Because this is, becomes a you problem. You are not ready, maybe. You were not ready. Or you didn't make yourself a priority. Exactly, actually, that's, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. So it's more of you, right? And when you're ready and you want to make yourself a priority, then then do it. And that's what I did. Yeah. Okay, here's my, my last question of the day. And okay. Then we'll get you out of the hot seat. Ooh, let's see. My last question is, for anyone who is a mother now, whether it's five minutes ago, two hours ago, two years ago, what is a motivation or a piece of advice that you feel like you've hung on to or that's maybe gotten you through some unmotivated days? Um, <laughs> I have to think about yeah. this. Yeah. Marinate on that. Marinate. What piece of advice was I given? Yeah. Well, and it doesn't have to be about, it could be anything. Okay. What's, what's a piece of advice that helped you stay motivated? through the days that you didn't feel like getting out of bed. As a mom. Put it that way. Yeah. As a mom that, um, I don't know, guys, this is tough, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. This is tough. Um, That, uh, how do I say this? That no matter, (laughs) you're going to have to edit a lot of this, Amanda. Mm -hmm. 
the piece of advice is that no matter what you think that you're failing at times, but you're not. I have to put this in words. I have to put this in words. I, I have to think. I have to think. You think that you're failing, okay? But you're not. You're, you're, you're doing the best that you can as a mom. Because at the end, it's all about the kids. And, um, and that one day, you will be rewarded with all the sacrifices that you do for your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's it. Mic drop. Something to Everyone think about. Everyone can stew on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. It's, it's I mean, that that's, yeah. I mean, there's probably others, but I think that's the main, that's the main thing. Yes. yes I love it. Because, yeah. All right, well, that's it, Sandra. Oh, you made it through the guidelines. I love it. I enjoyed this, guys. <laughs> we appreciate you joining us. It won't be the last time, that's oh, for sure. I can't wait. Um, next week, we're going to have Kyla sit with us. We're going to get Kyla around the table here on the hot seat. And yeah, uh, talk we're going to about another taboo topic. Yeah, we're going to. Should wait. we tell them what we're going to talk about? I think so. I think so. So we, we talked about everyone who's a mother this week. And mm -hmm. next week, we're going to target our, sing our single, our single yeah. friends. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Kyla is the only one out of the shred team that is not in, in a, a relationship, relationship. That's right. That's uh, right. she's out there on the front lines man she's out there on, with the <laughs> online apps and the dates and the online uh, dating through a pandemic ooh. man yeah so we're gonna pick her brain about disasters she's encountered or funny stories that's she's got um and or just you know the aftermath of what the last year has done to everyone and yeah everyone's yeah. mental state and relationships what's it like it? to be single right now during a oh, pandemic in a stay-at-home order so oh, that's can't it wait, can't yeah. wait for that thank you guys so much we'll tell we'll hear you'll hear us next week bada bing bye guys